What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a new episode of Breakdown Breakdown. I'm here with my co-host, Hunter. Hunter, season ended. How are you feeling? I'm crying. My last tear, Clemente. Thunder season's over. A little dramatic, a little emotional. You know how it be. Yeah, I mean, I, like we were talking earlier, it, it kind of feels like the last day of school where you're glad it's over, but at the same time, you're kind of, you know, sad that it's done with. <laughs> uh, and you just, you low-key yearn for the next season now. But here we we just, you know what, we got a whole lot in our plate ahead of us. I mean, especially with Thunder, the real stuff really gets into impact along, uh, you know, summertime, getting with the lottery and then getting with the draft. And then you have the end of the season pressers this Tuesday as well. So we're just getting started. Yeah, so we didn't talk the lottery. So, you know, the Thunder, they finished for sole position, no ties. They entered Sunday with a chance to, with the highest they could possibly end up being is tied for the third spot and the lowest possible outcome being that they're tied for the fourth spot and instead of either of those happening they get they get some possession of the fourth best lottery odds so you know just thinking back to october during preseason even before preseason and training camp before then as well just you know Knowing what you know and everything that's good, that's happening, what do you how how are you feeling about the fact that the Thunder finished with the fourth best lottery odds for the second straight season? Uh, I you know I feel like we could have done better. I mean, I mean compare I mean compare last season to this season, uh, we were definitely a better team. Uh, the I think the season before, I mean Al Horford and George Hill they contributed to a lot of wins early on. SJ was great start off as well. This year there was a lot more youth and inexperience. Really expected to be a little bit lower down the the pegging order, but you know. Uh, we talked about this in the last pod, though. I guess it's just mostly how, you know, sort of just kind of half-assed in the rebuild, mostly through, like, the first season, like, really competing, and then sort of halfway trying a little bit towards the end of the second – towards the first half of the second half of the season, and then at the bare end, just completely go all out tanking. So I feel like maybe next season, if, you know, we're, we're still going down that route, which we probably will be. I mean, there's going to be a lot of inexperience again next year. Add on more rookies. Less vets will be on. Derek Favors won't be on the team anymore. I mean, the, the most vets you'll probably see is about Kenner Williams and Mike Muscala next season. So I do expect us to be a little bit worse next season potentially as well. I mean, so, I mean, it's just – I, I, you definitely feel like they could do a little bit more uh, in terms of just, you know, making moves, little moves throughout the season, like we talked about in the last pod, to, you know, sort of slow that, you know, uh, those unfortunate wins, like the one against the Nuggets we had this season, just sort of slow that down again next season. I will hopefully see a little bit more of that, but you definitely feel like there could have been a little bit more done to avoid those unfortunate wins that really did contribute to us staying in that fourth spot. But, you know, it, it's still a progress because we were uh, tied with Cleveland, uh, for that the four and five position, and we got the coin flip they gave us the fourth spot, but we were still sharing those odds with Cleveland, so it, it had our odds depleted just by a few percentage points. But now with the the sole possession of the fourth spot, I mean we we have that uh, we have better we have greater odds than last season, but still you know uh, it's relatively the same regardless. So uh, you can only hope for the best going into the lottery. That lottery is a game of chance, so you just never know. And uh, I mean. I guess give it to the front office, give it to the coaching staff for doing all they could to maintain that spot towards the end of the season. But you feel like they can do a little bit more, uh, especially maybe next season. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like these two seasons are probably your best shot at getting uh, a top top three lottery odds. I mean, it's going to be really tough to have had the same or worse record next season with, you know, SGA, uh, 
coming back, Giddy taking the next step. Um, and then, you know, them adding another top pick. I mean, those three alone, and they're healthy for the most part next season. I just have a hard time seeing them just, you know, staying the course or getting worse, actually. I mean, I feel like SJ's already exited, you know, the, the developmental stage of his career. And now, you know, he's he's probably, you know, entering a, the finished product version of part of his career where he's entering his prime. He's probably going to be like a top, what, 20, 25 player in the league. And then who knows what type of step Giddy takes next season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just not, that's how I feel. I mean, I, feel, I really feel like these two seasons are probably it in terms of, like, getting a high – in terms of getting high lottery odds, you know. Maybe they get lucky this upcoming lottery or next or next year's lottery if they don't make if they don't make a push for the plan. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel kind of uh, indifferent towards them finishing fourth. I mean, if you're looking at the, the entirety of the season, I feel kind of indifferent. But like, if you're looking at just the last, just even the last week, considering just how you know uh, unstable things were, where the funder could have potentially you know uh, fell as far as fifth. Um, so it was a little bit of relief that you know that they ended up with the fourth best odds, but like just because of how things were shaping up to be recently, like overall, for after full 82 games and considering what you know expectations were before the season, I'm kind of indifferent towards them finishing fourth. I mean, it's not the worst case scenario, but at the same time, it really feels like you know it could have been better. It definitely didn't meet expectations, but yeah. Man, this is starting to sound like uh, our post lottery bot. <laughs> oh man, I got to say it wasn't the worst, the sixth pick, but definitely wasn't the best. So I, I guess that's a that's a pretty good way to put the season in fold. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little bit frustrating because, like I said, I really think these two seasons were probably their best seasons, like getting top three odds. Um, that doesn't mean they can't get a top pick because, like you said, the lottery it's pretty much. Uh, all, it's all luck. So, you know, maybe next year to get, you know, worse lolly rods, but they end up with uh, a higher pick. So you never know. But, like, in terms of, like, you know, getting the best lottery odds, getting top three lottery odds, there were definitely, it definitely feels like the team kind of, the franchise kind of, you know, left some meat on the bone. I mean, like I said last pod, I mean, the games in November count as much as the games in April. And, I, I remember us having the conversations as well whenever the front of winning games early on, like these wins are probably going to bite us in the ass at the end of the season, and that's exactly what happened here. Um, and, you know, I mean, if you're going to tank, you got to, you know, you got to do it right, you know. You can't just, you know, coast through the first two thirds of the season and then start, start taking tanking 100% seriously for the last couple of weeks of the season. You got to – it's something that you got to do consistently because if not, then – you run into scenarios like the team has had the last two seasons where they had to go full 100% tank and like any sort of, you know, like even one win is going to basically fuck them over in terms of the lottery odds. So, yeah, that's how I feel. I mean, I said that's a whole other conversation that we already had. So I don't want to, you know, repeat the same points <laughs> you're arguing, but yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get you. And like you said, we already talked about that in the last pod. So if you want to hear us begrudge a little bit more, then give our last pod a listen. Yeah, it'll definitely put you in the mood. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, like you said, you definitely feel like they could have done a lot more this year. But I guess, you know, I'm 
it, you just never know. Like we said, next season, uh, they, might, they might be better, but then, the, you know, they're still adding on a bunch of youth too, so they might, you know, either be the same or maybe they do go full tank for most of the season and make those small moves to worsen their pick because the, the prize next year, as most people have already speculated, is going to be like Victor Webanyama. Uh, the center from France. So it, it just makes you wonder if uh, maybe Presti's eyeing him a little bit more, maybe wanting to, you know, go all out for him. He's his prospect. You, you just never know. But, you know, like you said, it, it really, these two seasons did feel pretty primed for the Thunder to, you know, just go all scorched earth to try their best to get uh, the best pick they possibly can. Yeah, I think the culture, man. Think about uh, Kenneth Williams and uh, Mike Muscala. <laughs> Oh, you'll never get over that. I mean, hey, in the future, I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep bringing up these points. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, uh, it is what it is. Four best odds. We'll just see how it goes. I mean, yeah, there's really nothing else to 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 really do about it. Like they're gonna make your bed. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta hope for the best. Like like we're talking about lotteries. Uh... Luck of the ping pong balls. So you really just got to cross your fingers, ban Nazir Muhammad from the premise, and hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully get the best. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. And so let's just talk about the last couple games that the player had in LA at a crypto.com center. Oh my uh, God. I still can't believe it's called that. <laughs> I know. It's fucking wild. I refer to it as just LA the entire time. I refuse <laughs> to give them a, a hyperlink in my tweets or in my articles. <laughs> Oh man. And if I do have to include it, I just spell the word dot. <laughs> but you know, Thunder went to LA, they did what they had to do and lose both games. Um first one was against the Lakers backup team basically, and the Lakers ended up winning 120, 101. Uh but yeah, I mean I mean looking at the boss scores, it's 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 wild, man. I mean they played the Thunder played six guys. And Ruby was one of the six, and he played just 14 minutes. The rest of them played at least 43 minutes. Uh, and then Xavier Simpson, Jalen Horde each played 47. Yeah, they played 48. Game, basically. Oh, my God. This is, this is wild, man. Where was this in not November? Nah, just kidding. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to do this. It'd be, it'd be an embarrassment. Oh, man. They don't oh, yeah. have plenty of strategies after that. Just like <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean – Let's face it here, Hunter. I mean, most of these guys probably won't be on the team next year. I think the only ones just looking at the box are, are who have a chance are probably what Krejci and Roby. Yeah, the, I mean, shot in the dark. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but not even that. I mean, who knows what Rob, what they do with Roby and then Krejci? You know, he's gonna get knee surgery in the off season, and I feel like he probably has a better chance of starting next season with the Blue than he does with the Thunder. Same case with like Horde. Yorgos and uh, Melvin Frazier as well, and Simpson. Like they're all probably gonna be able to fund or the, the blue again. I'm assuming, you know, unless they get you know signed by another team. Maybe in court in Jalen Hort's case, considering just how <laughs> dominant he was in his ten days. <laughs> but yeah, Hort finishes the game with 27 and 17. Yorgos had 25 points. Um, Melvin Frazier had 16 points on 17 shots. Rick Creechie at six and nine. Xavier Simpson at 13, seven and six. But yeah, just, you know, give me your thoughts on this game if you have any. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, like you said, there's really not much to talk about. This was just, uh, this is a pure tank game for the Thunder. Uh, there's no, there was no like positive 
there, there's, there's nothing positive about winning any of these games. So they just went all out. They did their best, blatantly tanked, as you'd expect. Like you said, like half seventy-five um, percent of this roster right here are ten-day contracts. Like you said, Jalen Horde uh, is two-way right now. Uh, Georgios ten-day. Xavier, 10-day, Melvin, 10-day. Like, all those guys, they're going to be in the G League. Krejci, like you said, he'll more than likely start in the G League. Roby, I think they can exercise his option for next year. I think that's what I remember from seeing from that Bobby Marks article that you posted. But, uh, yeah, and, and like you said, these guys are not going to have any impact going into next season whatsoever. So, uh, they just went out there. They played their hardest. And like you said, like we've been talking about, they're playing for their spot in the league. And this is their shot to do so. But, you know, at the end of the day, Thunder rolled him out there to get the job done. And that's what happened. They lost by 19. So it was the proper effect. And Georgios, I mean, I'll give him credit. He did it pretty good when he was out there. 10 for 19 from the field, 25 points, 45 minutes. I don't know how he's not dead right now. I know I would be. <laughs> Jalen Horton, Xavier Simpson legitimately played the duration of the game. They had a minute break. That's about it. Uh, not to mention halftime. Other than that. I really feel bad for them, too. I know their knees have got to be killing themselves. And uh, Jalen Horde grabbing them rebounds like no tomorrow. But like I said, and 27 points as well. Uh, this was Jalen Horde and George Ose's, uh career highs and uh, points. So I applaud them for that. So great job on that end. Yeah, like I said, my punter is really getting its money's worth with these 10-day guys. Oh, my God. Mark Dagnall is going like, you know what? I, I apologize to Tom Thibodeau. Uh, these minutes. <laughs> Are insane. I'll say that. Mark Dagnall, you have taken the crown. Oh man. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, unless you have anything else you want to say about that game, I'm thinking we just move on to the regular season finale, which yeah, was which was against the Clippers. And you know, last game of the season, you know, already rods on the line against the Clippers. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like a ton of fans were feeling a little bit of a deja vu here. But oh, okay. I know you were, Hunter. Oh, don't don't bring it up. I'm curled up in the fetal position just thinking of Daniel Turu and Jay Scrub. <laughs> oh man, but you know, this time around the funny get the job done once again. I mean, maybe by a little bit too much. <laughs> maybe they did it too well. Because when I saw the final score, I think like they lost by 50 points. It didn't really feel like a 50-point loss. I mean, during the middle quarters, the funny were kind of making a run there, like, oh man, are the funny really gonna, you know, mind a comeback again and ruin their odds again for a second straight season, but no. <laughs> they lost by 50 points, you know, during the field like Oh, yeah, like you said, I I couldn't – I mean, it didn't really feel like – like you said, it didn't feel like a 50-point loss at all. But, you know, last game of the season, this is those type of teams. But, uh, yeah, hey, this game – this game more than any other really shows the importance of center play. I'll tell you that much. Oh, my God, yeah. It was, it was <laughs> wild, man. And, like, even on the other side of the court, like, the like the Thunder could not finish around the room at all in the first half. It was kind of wild to see. Yeah, they were completely shut off. Zubox was just absolutely dominating the paint defensively. How many blocks did he have? I felt like he only had two, but it felt like he had way more than that. Uh, no one could penetrate the paint whatsoever until it started to gain a little bit of uh, momentum in the second quarter. Uh, they were starting to get a couple of ones, get some luck in there, but – I mean, the combination of Zubach and Hartenstein coming off the bench, who's been great this season, I will say, even though I think of the nutmeg from Chris Paul every time I see him. He's <laughs> playing great this season. I'll give him his credit. Uh, they really they really shut it off mostly for the Thunder and they and uh, weren't really able to mount any uh, pressure until that, like, that 17 and three spurt they had in the second quarter that scared the hell out of me. But uh, after that, like it, it just went pretty much how you all would have thought, you know. Uh, uh, Kofi, Amir Kofi went seven for ten from three. The, the Clippers were scorching from the outside this entire game. 
Is it coffee or coffee? Because that's what they were calling him in their broadcast. I have really have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I mean, in, in terms of fundamental rotation, they basically did the same thing this game where Roby played 18 minutes, and I guess that's when they know they're like, nope, <laughs> that's too much. I guess they know, <laughs> I guess there must be like some sort of rule where you literally can't play the same five guys for the full 48 minutes. Uh, I guess Roby had to, like, you know, uh, play some minutes. But yeah, same same case for as the other game. Like, it was the fun base to play with just five players. They were all. They're all, you know, 10-day guys except for Krejci, who was a second-round pick, and they all played over 40 minutes. Um, anybody stand out to you? Uh, yeah, Giorgio's uh, Kleitzigas, because he actually played the entire duration of the game. Like, he legitimately <laughs> played 40 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> special. Oh, man, just think 47 minutes one night and then 48 minutes the next. That's got to be pure. What did he do? What did he do to Diagonal? I want to know. This guy... I feel bad for him. And also, uh, I felt bad for him, too, because he had a wide uh, – he stole the ball from – I forgot who it was. It may have been uh, Kofi Kofer. Uh, oh, yeah, he stole yeah. the ball. He went for the basket. He went for the lay-in, and he just completely whiffed on it, and I felt bad for him. He went tail maladon last year, so don't worry, Georgios. I I, I I feel you because you've been, play, you've been playing a hell of a lot of minutes, so I appreciate you. Six for 15 from the field, three for six from three, by the way, 17 points. I appreciate the effort at the very least. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny too because that play was trending on Twitter, and it's kind of it's kind of sad that that's probably that's probably his career highlight for now. <laughs> oh man, I feel so bad. Oh man, just get back on the blue next year, Georgios. Yeah, and Daniel Hor had another double double. I think it's like four in his last six games during this ten day deal. Um, like I said, I mean Hor, you know, probably doesn't have a spot on the team next season. Uh, but like you never know, there's 29 other teams in the league. Maybe some front office sees what Hor did. Over these last uh, ten days, and think like, hey, maybe we should give him a shot. Yeah, put him on the magic already. Start winning them games, Jalen. We need help. <laughs> and then Krejci, Krejci, yeah, Krejci had a pretty good game. I was, you know, I've been a little bit disappointed by Krejci these last couple weeks, um, especially oh. with these rotations, because you would think on paper he'd be the most talented player, and considering who he's playing with, and considering how short the rotation is, you would think Krejci would. would would realize like, hey, I got the green light to shoot as many shots as I want and to score as many points as I want. And like, you know, to do something, to show something on film to like, you know, maybe persuade the team to keep you around next season. But I felt like Krejci, Krejci just, you know, continued to play the same role he was playing whenever the team was fully healthy or healthy for the most part. And, you know, considering the fact that he's probably going to get knee surgery in the off season and it's probably going to knock him out of summer league. Uh, that and that and there goes another opportunity for him to like you know establish himself a little bit. I was just you know a little bit disappointed. Krejci, you know, took I guess until the final game for him to realize that he probably has the greenest light possible on the team. Well, how Clemente, hearing you uh criticize Krejci is like hearing me criticize Teo right now. Uh, no. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I guess so, huh? Dang. <laughs> but possibly became a Krejci fan. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, I totally understand, too, because I, it's times like these, especially the very end of the at very end of the year, where, like, we, we talk about all the time, the, these guys, uh, they're vying for their chance to get extra minutes to spot next year uh, for whatever team. And for Krejci to just sort of play, like you said, pretty much playing the exact same 
where he could potentially take the lead where you saw, I mean, I even, I think even like guys like Xavier Simpson, he played probably a lot better in his role. I mean, the hook shot was looking really nice. You got Michael Cage was gushing over the entire night. Uh, oh, yeah. I think we've had like three skyhook lessons from Michael Cage in the past, like, a couple games so Michael Cage is uh Michael Cage is like those boomer wrestling fans whenever they just like one of their DX or NWO reunions <laughs> see that son that's a real stable it's a... <laughs> oh man it's like when Jim Cornette watches FTR so that's how a real t- a tag team right there works. oh my god it's gonna be me in uh 20 years whenever the shield has its reunion <laughs> so you see son this is how a real stable worked right here so, yeah, three, Hall <laughs> three Hall of Famers. Three Hall of Famers. Oh, so you'll never know what it was like watching the, the Shield versus the Wyatt family back in the day, Sonny Boy. But <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like you said, I mean, could have seen a little bit more effort from uh, Krejci there, but you know, you just you never know. I mean, uh, what, what I think he has like a seven hundred thousand option uh, for his contract next season anyway, or his incentive in a salary, something like that. But uh, yeah, I mean, just. We'll see what happens, but yeah, you definitely think you could have expected a little bit more from Krejci. Like you said, him and Roby are easily the most, supposed to be on the most talented guys on the court uh, for these last couple stretches. So a little bit more you, you would have expected. Yeah, I think Roby kind of, man, first of all, how, how upset would you be as a Roby considering how the team handled, I guess, your playing time this entire season? Because they barely played him in the first half. Uh, and now they're barely playing him now because. <laughs> He's too good. Yeah, no, I, I would like, be pretty. When good. he does play, he does solid. You know, he's solid when he does play. It kind of feels like, man, he's kind of. I mean, if I was everybody, I would feel like the team is giving me a fair shot. Yeah, and they aren't. That's that's the point too. I mean, I, I don't think really the the team really finds a spot for him in there, which. You know, I mean, if that's the case, then just let him. I would either trade him or let him go and find a different, you know, a place where he could call home. Don't just kind of like keep him there, keep him waiting, and then try and prove himself on the court if you know you're not gonna like you know give him any steady minutes. Because like you said, he's way too talented to play at the at the butt end of the season to where they're trying to lose. But if you don't think he's talented enough to play with the starters at the beginning of the season, then I mean you're never gonna find a spot for him on the team to begin with. So he's way too talented to just be sitting on the bench like that and just not get any playing time. Even he's trying his best to get minutes, and he deserves minutes too because he's a really talented player. I mean. Uh, he he he's annoyed me out. That's how good he is. He's annoyed me out there because he's <laughs> winning basketball is what he's playing. So I mean, yeah, he definitely deserves better. I I totally agree with you there. But yeah, I mean, uh, anything else you want to say about this game? Uh, I, I appreciate Zubac, Covington, Kofi, Kennard, Hartenstein, BJ Boston. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, wasn't he like wasn't uh, Brandon Boston like a five star recruit out of high school? Yeah, man, there uh, before uh, the last year's draft, he was projected to be like a top three pick. Now he just kind of dropped all the way down in the second round. And uh, I kind of wanted him, but you know. You saw that white tonight. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, you just wanted to add to this pot? Uh, well, uh, prospect time is here, everybody. Uh, it's about time for the draft. So, 
we're, for sure, we're coming out with some prospect uh, sort of pods coming out soon, like we did last year. Probably bring on JD. Uh, it, he'll more than likely come on. Uh, we'll be talking about all the different kind of guys we want the Thunder to draft, who we think the Thunder will be able to draft. And then, especially after the lottery, there'll be tons more content about that. So if you got any questions like that, shoot us in the DMs. Uh, leave us some uh, you know questions in the comments whatsoever, because we're going to start getting into depth and all that pretty soon. So just let us know. Yeah, we'll call a pod again here soon, or you know, just talk about you know the end of season, uh, press conferences, and just you know give our thoughts on that. Uh, you know, that's gonna be this is gonna be the first time we'll hear from you know guys like Shay, Giddy, Kenrich, Dord for the first time in a long time. So and in Sam Presti as well. So uh, it looks like we have some pretty good content to talk about here pretty soon. Yeah, I, an off-season nowadays for the Thunder is not going to ever be quiet anymore, so buckle up. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, once again, guys, thank you for listening. Please like, share, subscribe to the pod, and, you know, just thank you overall for sticking with us throughout the entire season. Yep, second season for Bricktown Breakdown, so we hope you join us for a third, and we appreciate you for being with us all the second season. So, we really, I mean, we couldn't do it without any of y'all, so we appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, thanks. Thank you guys for listening, and, you know, have a good week.